and welcome to the Fitness Oracle, where we have real conversations with real people just like you, with real stories just like yours. And this is one of their stories. I am your host, John Katsavos. My guest today is Carmen Fernandez from the Flower of Life podcast. She is the owner and operator of Healthy Food Tastes Good and the host of Flower of Life podcast. Carmen, welcome to the show. Hi, John. Thank you for having me. I'm very happy to be here in your show. It's a pleasure to have you on. Uh, so are you excited for your trip back home to Spain? Oh, I'm so excited. I'm flying in in five hours. And I'm looking forward to it because the last time I saw my family, it was in Christmas. So that's already eight months. And usually I go home every three months. So it's a long time and I'm looking forward to get some hugs and kisses. <laughs> <laughs> that's all good. Well, I, I hope you, uh, I don't know if I should say, I hope you can get stuck in Spain because Spain is such a beautiful country. I've never been and I've always wanted to go to. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you a secret. <laughs> and it's that my flight to come back is was canceled and I haven't booked another flight back. I want to wait until you know when um, <laughs> when the, the when the date comes because now it's very weird the situation like they're canceling flights. Mm -hmm. I heard other people getting their flights canceled, but I didn't say anything in work, and just uh, <laughs> supposed to come back on the thirtieth. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I hope nobody from your work is going to be watching this. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, so what what brought you to create healthy food tastes good well healthy food tastes good is a, a project that i was thinking about for a long time like i did lots of courses and the, the last courses i've been doing was more focused on nutrition and with these um with this, uh, I think now people are more worried about uh, health and they want to be uh, healthier. And there is no much information out there about nutrition. They are um, like real nutrition. And I want to bring other um, different, different, um, I want to combine, I, I've done a few courses on nutrition, right? I've done the nutrition coach, I started nutritional therapy, and the last course I did was in the nutritional part of traditional Chinese medicine. And this is uh, about the energy in food and how we, uh, how eating different foods can affect us in different ways. And it's more about the yin and yang and the qualities that food have uh, and how food affects different organs, the five elements and all that. So I wanted to combine uh, all the nutrition information that I've been studying for the last years in in a business. So that's how uh, Healthy Food Tastes Good and, uh, was born. And then I also wanted to combine my coaching skills. Uh, because I know that some people want to eat healthy but they somehow they don't they find it very difficult 
and because they have cravings uh, that they don't know how to how to control their cravings or we had, we get attached to certain foods and so it's more kind of the mindset part of nutrition so i in this with this business i want to combine both the nutrition um knowledge that i've studied for the last years and my coaching skills cool so you have a three-part video series uh you talk about gaining physical mental and emotional balance what's your approach to that well my approach to that is that cravings are the result of imbalances i uh, identified four type of imbalances nutritional imbalances chemical imbalances emotional imbalances and energy imbalances and in this three video series i talk about the different imbalances and how you can identify if you have any of those imbalances and cravings are just um, a result of those imbalances so when you have cravings you know why you have uh, why you have the craving because you have some kind of imbalance so once you are aware of that you can you can do something about it like for example nutritional imbalances i talk about um uh, imbalances in macronutrients or micronutrients like if you have a very strict diet or or you have maybe you cannot digest certain um, nutrients you will be craving for for those because you, your body doesn't doesn't get it uh, chemical imbalances i talk about different hormones and like uh, leptin ghrelin they control the appetite i talk about um, the um, the gut as well the bacteria in the gut the the blood uh, the blood sugar uh, in the emotional imbalances how we uh, sometimes when we have feelings or emotions that we don't that we don't like or that we don't want to feel we we try to cover those emotions with food so that's why we we eat is is emotional eating and we crave certain things depending on the emotion. And then also I talk about energy. And here I talk a little bit about um, what I learned in the nutrition part of the traditional Chinese medicine. In, in traditional, Chinese, traditional Chinese medicine, food have different energy qualities. And this is something that is not many people know about it, but there is expansive foods that make us feel um, expansive and is uh, the energy is going up then there's contractive foods that uh, the energy is more contractive and make us feel more grounded and then there's also foods that are feel make us feel more centered and and more uh, balanced so if we eat foods that are very expansive like expansive foods are caffeine um, sugar uh, simple carbohydrates, uh, some tropical fruits. When we eat these foods, we, we feel very high. Uh, and then we will we'll, we'll crave for foods that are make us feel more uh, grounded, like um, meats. These are meats, 
foods that have been cooked in the oven, dry, uh, like pizza or um, bread. Also salt, salty foods uh, make us feel more grounded. And, and foods that make us feel more centered and balanced are all the seasonal vegetables, um, grains, legumes, nuts, and seeds. So if we eat very expensive foods, we will, we will crave uh, grounded foods that make us feel grounded. And sometimes we are in that, you know, like, for example, when we eat pizza and we crave ice cream or, or beer or both. And, and if, we feel, if we eat more grounded uh, foods that make us feel more centered, we feel more in balance and we don't have so many cravings. Um, you talk a lot in your blog posts about how important breakfast is. Why is it so important? Why do well, you for, think it's so important? I think it's very important because how you start your day, it's a, it makes a difference in your day. Like I, 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 I noticed that in myself. Like if I eat, if I start the day eating the sugar, I would be craving sugar all day. I would be eating and feeling like I feel very, I'm very sensitive to sugar. So I try to avoid sugar. Uh, I only eat sugar really if there is a birthday or something and there is a cake and I don't want to say no because, you know. Um, but I don't eat sugar, like I never put sugar or anything on my, I if I have to sweeten something, I use stevia. And uh, because I'm very sensitive to sugar and I know loads of people who are very sensitive to sugar as well. So if you start the, 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 uh, the breakfast eating sugar or some sugary foods are very high, um, like foods that are very high in sugar, then it's, it's easier that you are going to have cravings during the day and you're going to crave for, for sugar. But if you start the day with, um, uh, with proteins, I, for me, what works the best is to start with proteins. And if I start the day with protein and my, my, my levels of, um, of sugar are low, and then I don't have cravings during the day and then only eat when I feel hungry. And also, I, use, I also think it's important to have breakfast when, you ha when you're hungry. Like if you're not hungry, um, you don't need to break the fast because the fast is in an important part of the healing process of the body is healing itself when you're in a fasting state. Um, and I think... Uh, if you break that fast, is is you're losing an opportunity for more healing in your body, <laughs> and I'm digging to healing, using food to heal and natural healing. So basically, what you're saying is uh, when um, when you're fasting, you're releasing more melatonin in your body to increase the uh, the healing process for your body. When you're sleeping, you're, when you're in, in a fasting state, your, your cells are regenerating. So you're regenerating more cells and, you're, uh, and you're, you're, your body goes into a self-healing process. And when you start eating, then your body, you, all the energy goes to your digestive system to digest the food that you eat and it stops the self-healing process. 
I, I see. Um, well, it totally makes sense because uh, I, I because when you do sleep, you, you do release a lot a lot of melatonin and um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's critical that you're we're not releasing cortisol when we're sleeping, so we can initiate that um, healing process. Uh, just moving forward, uh, you have a six week program, mm -hmm. and it's an interesting program. So, do you want to talk more about that? Yes, it's an interesting program. I wanted to do a program that is different to other programs that are out there that combined nutrition information and also um, mindset uh, reset. So in the first module, um, we talk about where you are now, your, where you are, uh, your present state and where you want to be. In relation to this is more focused this is a coaching program focused more on on health so where you want to be in your with your health and uh, identify you identify your blocks that are stopping you from being there already and your limiting beliefs your unhealthy habits and you also look at the image of yourself what is the, the image that you have of yourself and and then to change from when you are now to where you want to be you need to change a few things. You need to change the image of yourself and uh, clear those limiting beliefs, install positive empowering beliefs and change your unhealthy habits for healthy habits. So once we have identified that in the first uh, module, in the second module, we go to clear those limiting beliefs. In the third module, uh, we install positive be uh, beliefs and empowering beliefs and we work we work on the, the self-talk and affirmations and things how you can uh, implement positive mindset then it's about listening to your body because i think it's very important to listen to your body sometimes we hear like uh, people telling you what you have to do how many times you have to eat what you have to eat and even in the program i have a meal plan and inf nutritional information this is for information purposes. I don't want people to stick to a plan. Uh, I want people to be creative and, and and eat what they feel is right for them. One Because once you are aware of what you eat and how food makes you feel and affect your body, then you will choose foods that are good for you. Because I know that some people, I have experienced that myself and I uh, uh, with other people as well, that when they have a plan, they, they stick to the plan and they could have a few things can happen. Could happen that you want to break the rules. Like for me, it's like I don't like rules. So if I have a rule, I want to break that. <laughs> if there is a rule, I want to break that rule. And I'm waiting for an opportunity to break the rule and eat what I'm not supposed to be eating. And other people also, what happens is that you're very they stick to the plan, but then when they don't have a plan, they don't know what to do and they feel lost and they go back to the old habits. So with this program, I I'm trying to avoid those two problems and I want people to to be um, aware of what they need and how food makes them feel and, and how they get the energy and then you can they can they're able to choose so the, the this module is helps people to listen to their body and 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 act accordingly to the messages they get from their body and then there is another model is about self-love and self-appreciation 
because I think this is very important to love yourself and appreciate yourself. And there's lots, uh, you know, with this thing that uh, in media we have to look like models and and is is unrealistic. Like everybody is beautiful, and you have to feel good and appreciate and accept who you are as a whole. And and this module is very big. I talk about lots of. Uh, how important is self-love and it's not selfishness because sometimes people feel that oh if you are if you are putting yourself first maybe yourself being selfish or something like that and it's not uh, when you love yourself and when you put yourself first you are in a better position to love uh, others and to care for others so i think it's it's important to to, to do that. Uh, in this model, there are loads of practices, self-love practices, and and um, to, to acknowledge also your skills, because you're not only your physical self, because you're, you also have a good, uh, you have a skills, you have values, you are your um, everything that you are. So appreciate who you are and you, as you are now. You don't need to be anything to, to be good. And then in the last module is about how to keep uh, making progress, and what and I and I um, give people some techniques of how to keep motivated, how they can motivate themselves because everybody has different motivation. They they find motivations in different ways, and so what I find motivates uh, there are two different motivational forces. There are people that motivates. Uh, they run away from something they don't want and other force is you move towards something like we have both we run away from what we don't want and we run towards what we want but some people they have more a strong a stronger one than the other um so it's about identifying what are your why how do you motivate yourself do you motivate yourself by because you don't want your situation you are now and you want to go somewhere else. And this is good, but it's also important to have a vision because if you're running away from something but you don't have a direction, it's, uh, you're not, it's difficult to get anywhere because you don't know where you're going. So uh, in that model, I talk about that and how it's important to have a, a vision even if you're running away from something, like if you if you if you want weight and you don't want to are you running away from that you have to it's important also to have a vision of how you want to look or what you want to get to do like for example you want to have more energy to play with your kids or you want to be able to to swim uh, better or i don't know depending on, on what is your uh, your goal but it's important to have a vision as well to keep you uh, focus and get you direction. And then another thing that I share with people is how to how what to do when you uh, when you get fall off the track. If you start eating the wrong things and you feel oh my god I'm now I'm not going to go. So how you can go from there to go back to your uh, to 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 get back on track because if you uh, one day you, we all make mistakes and we all sometimes we have ten, temptations or or what someday we have bad days as well like 
okay, you have a bad day, you are today, it was not your best day, but it's okay, tomorrow you can get back on track and it's, it's okay, you, you can accept yourself and and why this that happened, analyze the situation, why, what was the trigger, how you can analyze that, what are you going to do to avoid that situation again and uh, test the situation again, test in your mind, what are you going to do and if that will work, uh, and then you have a strategies for the next time. Like, I don't know, maybe some people go to parties and they find very difficult to not to eat the, the things that they don't want to eat because they, and then they feel bad, you know, it's not, if you eat something, you have to feel good. Uh, and it's not like, it's, we're not, I don't think we should be like um, to a street with ourselves. Like we should be like, flowing with go with the flow and and give ourselves permission and the freedom to to do what we need what what we are doing like mm -hmm. yes um you actually started the flower of life podcast uh what was the trigger for you starting this podcast the trigger to starting the podcast when i i always wanted to do um a podcast, but I thought it was very uh, like the editing part was stopping me because I don't. I work in the technology. I, I work as a business analyst in tech, um, but I'm. I don't want to spend a lot of time in technology trying to figure out things out. Uh, but when we did this, uh, I saw this, uh, the broadcast yourself course, and because I did the business accelerator course before, I know the style of the course and I really like it. And then I just tried out and I started to, to do it and I really enjoy it. I really enjoy talking to people, having interesting conversations and um, talking to people who help, like helping other people, like all the people I I interview in my podcast are people who are passionate about helping other people and making a difference in the world. And I love uh, talking to these uh, amazing, inspiring people and, and helping them with their business as well. I, I want other people to be successful more than me. <laughs> this is something I, I have, like, I love people being successful. And I'm not much about my own success, but I like, like, I really feel good when I see other people being successful and, and achieving their goals. I know that feeling too. It uh, makes you, it makes you so happy seeing other people uh, go forward um, with their, with their life and their business and just everything. It's a great feeling. Um, one of your most recent discussions uh, in your podcast with Ezra, I'm gonna mispronounce his last name, so or her name, Nahu Nahumuri. Nahumuri, yes. Yeah, you guys talked about how you went from depression to conscious living. What were the key takeaways for yourself? For me, the takeaways is about how important it is to make a decision. Like you can be in a very low place and stay there forever. If you never make the decision that you want to change your situation and that that's with everything in life you need the first thing you need is to make the decision if you want to stop smoking if you want to start uh, 
to have a healthy lifestyle. If you want to change jobs, whatever you want in life, the first thing you need is to make the decision. And once you have made the decision, it's, it's, it's a shift in your mindset that uh, that helps you to, to find help. So he changed his mindset and he said, no, I'm this is enough is enough. I don't want to live like this forever. I just, I just had enough. And then he started to attract people who help him. And, and, the tech, and they saw him the techniques that work for him because everybody is different. But he found the people that helped him to, to get the techniques that, uh, to show him that, uh, that show him the techniques that helped him to get out of that uh, deep depression. And then he was in the in the flow, and he has, he became more like conscious about his life, and and he changed his life and his mindset. Oh, cool! Uh, you guys, all, you also talked about something that I found actually really interesting, which is called uh, the bio diet. Ah, uh, the bio diet, yes. Yeah, what exactly is that? The value that, that that was uh, another of my episodes. This is a kind of a, a, a it's a diet. It's a keto. It's a keto diet that is focused on you eat low, very low carbohydrates and very high fats, and you keep your your proteins the same. Because if you eat too much protein, uh, it becomes uh, when uh, carbohydrates. So you keep your, your proteins at the same level, but instead of eating more carbo, you reduce your carbohydrates to very low and you increase your, your fat. So what happens when you do that is that, well, you, you reduce all the, the sugar, all the process, most of the processed foods, because most of the, most of the processed foods have sugar and carbohydrates and it are a mix, most of them are a mix of, uh, carbohydrates and, and fat. So you reduce that and then you eat uh, loads of um, nuts. If you, there are different types of keto diet, but he is promoting um, a, a healthy keto diet that is focused on eating uh, healthy fats from nuts, uh, from, from meat, from uh, fish, uh, from good uh, oils, low in omega-6 because if you uh, if you eat too much omega-6 um, uh, compared with omega-3 ratio then you can get inflammation and that's not good so keeping your omega-3-6 low is is is, is good and and it is has lots of benefits for your for your mind is like you're instead of you're running in with carbs you're running with uh, ketos ketones and and is this at the in the originally this was a thera therapeutic diet and now there are like lots of people using this keto diet to lose weight and and is it's it has lots of benefits like main most of the benefits are that you you lose weight and you feel more energetic and and he was talking about all his um, all the benefits that he got from from this diet. He wrote a book, and now he's he's teaching in the universities and uh, many places about this diet and all the benefits. Cool. 
um, just staying with this because I'm really fascinated with this whole uh, keto diet because I, I kind of agree. I, I really agree with it. Um, can, does he promote this as a long-term diet, a short-term diet? How do you he prom it perfect, personally? He promotes this as a, as a lifestyle diet. So it's, it's a lifestyle. You, you just uh, change the way you eat. And you change your, he says that if you change the, the way you eat, you change your life. Uh, because if, if you if you change and you do the keto diet for a while and then you go back to your normal diet, you don't get all the benefits. So to get all the benefits, you need to, you need to be making it as a lifestyle change. Have you tried it? I tried it for a while, yeah, because I tried all diets. <laughs> I like trying loads of things. I always uh, there for everything, and I tried it, and it was amazing. The I I I was really impressed. Like I was I was not hungry. Uh, when you eat fat, you think that you're going to get fat, but it's not true. You uh, I I lost weight, so I was. I was. Uh, it took me a while to get to that because your body needs to adapt to the new diet. So it took me a, while, a few days. I think uh, around a week. Uh, but then after that, I was. Uh, I was not hungry. I was eating um, loads of fats. But because I, I don't. I don't eat meat. I don't eat dairy. I. I kind of eat like ninety percent vegan diet. I eat sometimes I eat fish, um, but I eat lots of nuts and avocado. And uh, yeah, I found it very interesting that it, I didn't feel hungry at all. I didn't think about food at all. And I was eating very simple food. Like I didn't have to spend time like cooking, which I miss because I like cooking. <laughs> and and it was good, but this I think for me it was difficult to to maintain because then I that was before Christmas, and then I went to Spain for Christmas, and then you know when you're with people it's difficult to to keep a certain you know diet. Like in Spain, is when I go to Spain I I kind of eat everything, you know. I eat less meat. Um, and I try to eat more vegetables. Sometimes I bring my own food when I have uh, gatherings. Uh, but um, but yeah, you go out with your friends, you're meeting with your family, and you need to be open. And I don't like to be restricted. Oh, I know that feeling. Uh, every time I go to Greece, I always gain weight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can uh, imagine. It's it's interesting because. Uh, my genetic structure is similar to yours. We're both tailored to be eating the Mediterranean diet because of our mm -hmm. geographical location. So, and I know there's this one doctor out there, Dr. Uh, uh, I can't remember his, his name's just, it's, it's evading me, but he said that we have to be eating according to our geographical location and historical ancestral uh, genetic makeup. 
and to be eating like for you and for you and I, for example, like um, it's a lot of heavy fats, a lot of fruits, a lot of vegetables, because the Mediterranean diet, that's that's where we, you know, we're from. So when we're in being introduced to something like a bio diet, where it's like heavy fats, heavy meats, heavy this, it's more of the northern hemisphere kind of thing, like uh, uh, England, Sweden, Norway, Canada, northern Canada, Russia, like stuff like that. It's 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 fascinating to to, to see how um, how we're actually tailored. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, to be, uh, I personally, I don't like being strict, strict. Or I want to be like, if I'm going out with a friend, I and I feel like having a beer. Why I'm not going to have beer? You know, it makes me happy, and it's uh, it's not like <laughs> you know. And I don't want to be. Oh, I cannot eat this. I cannot eat that. I don't like being that way. I just I prefer. I like being with uh, going with the flow. And uh, and this is part of my culture as well, you know. Like my culture in Spain, you is is part of our culture is sharing food and sharing drinks and sharing conversations. And this is the part of the culture that I, I miss the most here in Ireland because here um, you go for a drink and there is just a drink, and or you go for dinner and you just have dinner or a few drinks. But to do that, you have to do like um, a gathering in the house, something like that. But is in Spain is different. It's like the dinner. It, maybe it's like three hours, and you're eating different things, and it's like a relaxed atmosphere. And I really like that, and I, I miss that a lot. And people are different. I don't know. That's that's what works for me. For me is I'm open. And I don't like to be restricted. I like to be free and I like to eat and drink whatever I feel at the moment. And I, because I value health is very important for me. So I keep a balance. So if one day I eat too much, uh, then the next day I eat more vegetables or salads or things like that because for, I value because of my values. And I think that's important what you value as well, how your values um what you value in your life because you're going to make decisions based on your values. Yeah, I noticed that as well. Like um, <clears throat> even in Greece, it's the same thing. Like if you go and eat, you're eating with uh, friends, family, and it's like a three hour ordeal. And after that you go party. It's, 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 it's an event to go like to go and have dinner uh, here in Toronto, in Canada. It's, just like it is in Ireland. It's like you're going for dinner, you're going for dinner. Yeah. An hour at the very most, and then everybody goes home. So that's, I, I'm like you, like I miss that part of that social aspect of eating. Um, do you, do you see that correlation between how the Northern the northern the northern countries are having a higher risk of depression because of that rather than like uh you know the mediterranean way and i think it's more like towards that equator because everybody's like that in that equator it's not just mediterranean but you and i are both from mediterranean and we we see it more 
do you do you, do you, do you see that correlation between the social aspect of dinner and depression and nutrition? Yes, I see that. I I see that, and also I think what is important is the sun as well. There is more sunlight. There is different. Um, that the culture is different, and people are more outside. Like in the Mediterranean countries, people spend more time outside, and I think it's important to get some um, energy from the sun. People are more open to talk as well. Like we are more like we talk about everything and anything, and we express ourselves, and that helps you to get to to liberate or release kind of energy that you maybe have stored and in the north in the countries that are in the north part uh, are more like because there is less sun they spend more time inside and also they spend more time inside the in themselves like people they're not so open to talk about certain things and they keep things inside themselves uh, they have lots of taboos and i think that that's uh, that's another as that's why people get into depression because maybe in in countries that are more like um, in the Mediterranean countries with more sun people are more open uh, we express ourselves maybe we we complain a lot but it's a way to liberate energy it's better to complain and let it out and then you're happy, you know? You, sometimes you meet together with people and they're complaining about the government, about politics, about blah, blah. But they just let it go and then just they go back to their lives. When maybe in some countries where here people are more like they keep everything for themselves and and that's worse for the mind, I think. Interesting. Um, let's switch gears here a little bit. Your podcast was not always called Flower of Life Podcast. What changed? Well, changed it was uh, an ayahuasca experience. <laughs> I was with when I started my podcast. I was uh, I started the podcast, and before I did my first episode, I was like, "Oh my god, I have lots of I, I have an idea for my podcast," but then I was like, "Oh, I don't know." if this is the best idea or not. And I was doubting myself and I was really like, I realized that I have been like that for, for a long time. Like all my life I've been like feeling lost and changing things and trying to everything, but then don't get into nothing. Like, and I started my podcast with one episode being honest about my life, saying this is my struggle. My whole life I've been struggling with finding myself and I want to, to do this a podcast to express myself and to help other people who are feeling may feel like me. And, and then after that, I went to an ayahuasca ceremony retreat. And in that retreat, I wanted I have the, the my intention was to find myself or to find what I really was uh, was going to do with with my life with my business because I always wanted to have my online my business right I have my job uh, but I I quit my job and I started business when I, I talk about that in my episode but um, uh, I always wanted to have my own business but I've been changing 
from one to another and and I wanted to have real what is it that I meant to be doing what is what should I do and that was my intention to get direction and focus and and it was three nights at the ayahuasca ceremony at the beginning I was nervous because I've never taken drugs or anything and I was like oh this I don't know how I'm going to maybe I'm going to go crazy or something <laughs> and um, but the the people there, some of them, they had done that before, and they said, "No, oh, you will be fine. It's great. It's a transformational experience. You will see. You're going to love it." With yeah. and then I felt more relaxed. Other people were the first time, like me, and the first night was amazing. Like I was like uh, laughing without. I didn't know what I was laughing, but it was very weird. I had the intention that before the first night, I was, I had the intention, ayahuasca, uh, I leave, I give you my body, do what you need to do to heal me. That's what my intention for the first night. And I felt like I was observing my body, what it was doing. And it was like, I was yawning a lot, like, oh, doing this <laughs> for three hours. <laughs> and laughing, laughing, like mad laughing. I didn't know why I was laughing, but I... I was observing my body laughing and, and yawning. And the people, I thought, I, I was like, maybe I'm annoying people because the other were very quiet. And I thought, okay, well, before the, the ceremony, the, uh, Alan the, told us, you say to express yourself, do whatever feels, you, you feel it. Uh, if you want to cry, if you want to uh, shout, if you want to, whatever you need to do, you feel to do do it don't care what other people think or feel because whatever they feel is is if they don't like it is that this is trigger them so they need that so i just laugh and people were quiet but i, I was thinking maybe i am knowing them because i don't know but i don't care <laughs> i just i was letting myself laugh and then the next day they told me oh my god carmen your laugh was so contagious and i was why if you didn't laugh <laughs> but they were not laughing because they wanted, they didn't want to take that moment from me. So they said that they just like it. But the second night, it was weird because I didn't feel anything. And um, I didn't feel anything. And I took two shots because I think I was too much in my head. You know, I was too much controlling. I want to, you know, and I, I think that was my, my problem because I was too, uh, I wanted to control. And then I, I, I didn't get anything. And then the third night, I was like, yes, this is the night. I have to get it. <laughs> this night is the night. And I had the intention, like, I, I want to, to find what, I, what is blocking me. What is blocking me to not doing what I'm... What is blocking me to change directions all the time, not be clear. I want to be confident. I want to be a confident woman. I want to know what I want. And I want to go for it. And and that's my intention. And before the ceremony, they offer a, a, a kind of a smoke, rape, it's called. And oh my God, this smoke did something in my stomach. It was like I started to fill my stomach, but it was good, you know, because in ayahuasca, how you get rid of your blockages is when you vomit or you go to the toilet. So when I started to feel there like something in my stomach is like this is good this is kind of moving some kind of energy and 
so I was like, I started to get into it. And then I had the first shot and, um, and then I was uh, with my eyes closed, focusing on myself. And I started to see like these colorful images of kids, like, and, and I like, you know, like sweets um colorful images that kids like, like all about ki kids and children. And I started to connect with this. I was like, what is this? What is this? And I connected with that. And I realized that that was my block. There was some kind of energy from my childhood, or I don't know, maybe I was, I didn't play enough in my childhood and I didn't have enough fun or I don't, I don't know where is this coming from, but I was still there and it was like, one day I want one thing, another day I want another thing, and I don't want anything, and I want all the everything. Maybe because in my childhood I didn't have what I wanted to have. I never, I always, like even when I uh, wanted something for 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 the for Christmas, they always brought me something that I didn't ask for. <laughs> so maybe this is what's coming from it. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, and then I connected with that energy, and it's like, well, this is what I got to get rid of. When if I get rid of this energy, I'll be focused and I'll know what I want. And but it was it was difficult because I was part of my inner child. I felt that it was part of my inner child that I was there. And so I had to have a conversation with this energy and uh, to convince the guys. <laughs> it sounds a bit weird. <laughs> this is how it went. And then I I um I talked to, to this inner my inner child and said, okay, so now we're getting older and I'm 41 already. <laughs> so it's time to grow. <laughs> and I, I need to, we need to, we need to do something now. You're is I appreciate all this and I'm grateful for this, but we need to we need to change. Now it's, it's, it's time to change. So then I connected with this energy and I let it out the block and I felt so good. And then I was, I, I took another shot of ayahuasca and I was dancing, celebrating that I got rid of this block. And, and then uh I I was I felt like lights inside my inside my body in my arms like lights like kind of lights lightning inside me and and the guy who was next to me um uh, he said that the day after he said that he saw me um, as medusa medusa is a, is a great um mon a monster kind of uh, that has like uh, snakes in the hair and then if you just you if you look at her in the eyes if you can get you become a stone but then he looked at me and uh, at my eyes and then i became an an animal with big eyes and other people told me that they look at when they look at me i was changing my face was a man then i changed to uh, an old woman then a kid then a woman then a uh, that's i like i was changing my identity somehow i don't know but it was so powerful. And then uh, the days after I had dream weird dreams, like very weird dreams that I couldn't remember during the when I woke up, but I know that the ayahuasca was still working. And and now I feel like I don't have these insecurities or self-doubt that I had before. Now I know where I'm going. 
I really love my podcast and I know where I'm going. And uh, it's not so important for me to be successful. Like before, I think I was I wanted to be successful as running away from failure. But now because I don't I don't care if I fail, I'm I, I'm not so attached to success. And I'm really like the Johnny, my friend told me that the, the chaman who I did this with, he told me that is letting go means that you let things go. And I think I let go loads of things about what people think. Um, and I, that's also helping me to, to move forward. So that was a very interesting experience. And then I recorded the second episode about this ayahuasca experience. And, and then... Yeah, and then I started recording episodes, one after another after another. Yeah, I noticed that. I mean, you went from uh, Wallflower to, like, I was chasing you, and everybody's chasing me, and I'm <laughs> chasing you, like, in the in the, in the the broadcast yourself. It's, uh, it was, I was like, okay, something went, and then you interviewed me, and you told me about your ayahuasca. I'm like, okay, that's what changed. That's what changed. <laughs> Uh, do you think this was just uh, psychosomatic? Do you think this was like, uh, or do you think this was like a real thing? Because you're talking to a skeptic because I don't understand this. And I've always been the type of person where it's like, uh, I've always taken ownership of everything that I do, that everything is my fault. Um, if I fail, it's my fault. I missed something. And I've always been good at self-reflection. So, and I've always been a skeptic. So this is the skeptic coming out. Do you think that this is just uh, a trick that the drug is playing on your mind to open it up so you could see yourself what's going on? Like, do you mean like the, it's more me than ayahuasca, you mean? Yeah, like it's more you, more than the drug. The drug would be like more like a, um, I think somebody sent who actually said it. Uh, said it. It's like a false, false door to heaven. Yes. Well, I think I don't know the truth. You know, it's difficult to know the truth on these things. I can only talk about what I, my opinion. I, I believe in, um, I did one of the courses I did is shamanic uh, practitioner. I am, I feel connected with nature. I believe in energy and all these kind of things. And I believe in plant medicine. I also believe that intention is very important. Like all the rituals, is the ritual is not important. What is important is the intention. The ritual is just a tool to get you there. So I think is 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 I agree with you in that that I think I, lots of that was myself. Myself brought me there, myself brought me to that environment and helped me to get because that was my intention. It's like when we like similar to what I, I discussed earlier with um, with Ethra. He had the she made the decision enough is enough. I want to change and then suddenly people who could help him appear in his life and then he changed. 
Uh, so I think it's th this is similar. Once you have the intention, I want to, I have this intention that is strong enough. And then I met uh, Alan because I before I wanted to try ayahuasca before, like for years, but I I have I didn't find anybody who was doing it. So I was ready for it. I met Alan. He told me he that he did ayahuasca retreats. I told him, okay, next time you do it, I want to be there. And but I, I believe, I believe, I think it's important also your beliefs. Like I believe like the plant um, has a spirit and that spirit is, is, is a medicine. And so that belief is also helping. Like it's the placebo effect, right? The placebo effect is you. It's not the, the drug or whatever. It's, it's you. So I think it's, it's, I agree with you in that as well. I think it depends on your beliefs, but if you believe you can get you you can get something and you have the intention and you make the decision, you'll get there. Cool. Um, you also talked about NLP, neuro linguistic programming. Now this has always fascinated me since uh, since my early thirties, and I never had never did anything with it. So how does NLP help? What is NLP first and foremost? And how does it help you? NLP is, is, is a neuro-linguistic programming. It's how you can change. It's, it's a tool. Well, it's a, set, it's a set of tools, of techniques that help you to change your, your behaviors. Um, well, first, to become aware. Uh, of your behaviors, your habits, your, your programs in your mind your beliefs, and then it's a set of tools and techniques to change them. Um, I, it changed my life. I I was always interested in how our minds work. And I was also very aware of how our mind would be powerful. Like, I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of like you. Like, I think everything is my fault. And... And I always wanted to change. I've always been in a, this continuous improvement path. <laughs> I wanted to improve myself. And my life, if you want to improve something, I believe I had to learn how to improve myself. So I was always very uh, kind of, um, yeah, kind of critical with myself. So I, I learned about neuro-linguistic programming and how I can reprogram my mind because we have loads of programs in our mind that we were in, that were installed when we were most of them when we were before 7 years old and it's not something that we chose choose but we have loads of programs there so in neurolinguistic programming you can um, you can see how, how you're running those programs and and how you can change them and it's like reality comes to you from different uh, sources like with your with what you see what you feel what you hear and then you make sense of all the information and then you create your experience uh, so you can change your experience by changing how you process the information so you can also you can uninstall your programs and install better programs that are more um, useful for you and also you can be aware of how you process information and and how you, uh, because everybody's different, and, and then you can use that to as a tool to achieve your goals or to change behaviors or habits. And it has helped me, 
in my life uh, in lots of challenging situations like when i was uh, really feeling very in a in, in in challenging times that i went through my life it helped me to look at things from different perspective like for example when i was that the most challenging time in my life is when i was on my honeymoon and i found out that my husband had been having fun with other women you know that was very difficult for me and um and then when i was in that situation i was uh i had to process that for for a, for a while but with with coaching and nlp helped me to to see that from different perspective like taking myself out of the situation and and it helped me to um to do what it was best for me and to deal also in with people like in communication with people it's also nlp and helped me to to see the relationship with the person from another perspective and not to get so in, in, involved you know sometimes we get involved in the and we take things personally so in in situations that are challenging within relationships it's it's good to have these tools because it helps you to put yourself in perspective and see things from a different perspective like no so involved and and that helps you to to deal with the situations in a way that is better for you because at the end of the you don't want your emotions uh, run the show you want to run the show yourself uh, but you want to make good decisions that will make you uh, feel that you have the power and that you can you're going to achieve the result that you want um interesting so it's basically telling yourself how to run the show yes so you have the power because you are when you when you are aware of how it's also about emotional intelligence right if you know how you behave uh, and other people behave and you take and you know why people are behaving that way um you don't take that personally and then when you don't take things personally and you see that from a perspective from a from another perspective then you can you can make decision of how if you want to the other person to do something for you you can be more um uh, you say um how do you say when you want people to do when you want to persuade you can be more persuasive <laughs> because you know how why people behave in that way and why you know so not also you learn about yourself but you also learn about other people and you learn how to talk to people also in coaching you know when you coach people when, when i'm coaching people i use lots of nlp and I listen in not only this, I don't listen to the story they're telling me, I listen for what is behind the story, what are their values, what, uh, how they process information, how, so this is what I'm listening. I'm not listening to the story they are telling me uh, because the story is not important. So when I, with these tools, I help them to change their mindset and they change their perspective. When they change their perspective, then they change. Everything changes when you see things from different perspectives. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Uh, it, uh, it actually sounds uh, quite complicated uh, to use. Um, is there like a specific uh, easy way, like a, uh, NLP for dummies like me? <laughs> well, there's like a, a simple thing is there is like meta programs or 
you can learn about metaprograms. Metaprogram is how people process information. And then when you are aware of your own metaprograms on other people's metaprograms, then um, you'd know why they're where they're coming from and why they say what they or they do what they do. But maybe uh, a simple thing is to learn about what people uh, uh, value, like what is important for them. Like when someone is talking, uh, if you're if you're um, listen to what what they're saying, what is important for them, and then uh, for example, um, a simple example, right? Uh, someone is feeling very bad and they don't they don't do anything because they feel bad and they feel low and they don't have any motivation to do anything and they, you know they're there and you're not going to help them from there from with with that uh telling them oh yeah you have to do it you because it's good for you because because they don't care about themselves they are really in a very low pl place they don't care about themselves you need to is is if you look at their values what the value uh, more than themselves, then you can help them to 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 uh, to get out of there. If they have kids and they value their family and they have kids, and it's okay, you, you're very low. Uh, I know that you. I understand. Is you start from where they are, and then you move them up. But it's important to 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 meet them where they are, because they have the pain. So feel the pain with them. I feel your pain. I feel that you are really uh, in this situation. I felt like that before. I maybe. Is share something like to make them feel like you 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 know where they're coming from, and that you feel their pain, and then start to make them feel more comfortable and more more uh, like looking at 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 the, at the situation from a different perspective. Like I know where you are now, and I know that for you your family is very important, and then you start like looking at their values, and then make them change because there is something bigger than themselves like your your kids are very important for you and they deserve someone who is um who is happy and is there for them and you and they uh, you deserve to show them how much you love them and uh, you start to repeat things that they already tell you because sometimes they already tell you all the things that you need or if someone is very uh, religious, maybe you can you can use that as well. Okay, so you I know where you where you are now, but um, God uh, is it put you here for some reason, and uh, you know you start to use that as as a way to make them feel oh yes, you know like they have to find a reason that is bigger than themselves to get out of that situation. Or um, that's a, that is a simple uh, example, but then it, uh, it becomes more complicated. It depends on the on the issue you they're working on or they want to get from the coaching. Right. Um, I find it um, uh, really important, like you said at the beginning of it, that uh, if somebody has lived through something that they're going through, it becomes easier to make that connection. Um, like you, you've been through a lot, a lot of women go through and actually some men go through. So there's, it's, it, I, I'm sure it'd be easier for you to connect that way with people. Yes. Yeah. I connect with people who now I'm like meeting lots of women. 
in my life. I never met so many women in my life before. Like, and now in the last five years that I'm uh, single, I'm lot. I meet lots of women and lots of women who are like uh, went through similar situations that I went through. And I don't know. I think that we you you meet more like before. I was like. I always was kind of um, rejected my feminine side because of my how the situation at home and I always wanted to be more like a man like I want to be have uh, my own independence and I got into relationships that maybe I was more kind of um, use more my masculine energy more than my feminine energy. But then I think I needed to nurture more my feminine energy. And now I, I've, I'm in the last years I've met lots of women that helped me to do that. I think it's important. I think um, um, a lot of women that are turning into their masculine thing it, uh, coming from a guy. It's not really attractive. No, you don't think so? <laughs> I don't think, no. I, I like, I, I think a woman's power comes from her feminine femininity. I always have, uh, I've always believed that. I've always believed the more feminine a woman can be, the more attractive she is to me. That's, that's personal. Yeah, yeah, that's nice to hear. I, I, I found, I found like in my, in my, when I was at home, like my dad was, uh, my dad was working, and my mom was a, a housewife, and my family were very strict and very kind of a patriarchal kind of a style. So everything was my dad was making decisions for everything, and my dad made decisions for. When I went to my mom, oh, I'm sure that, I'm sure that, I'm sure that. For me, it's like I don't want to be like this, and always fighting for money. And I'd like, I was like, I want to have the independence. I want to be, have my own money. I never want to be dependent on a man. And I want to be independent woman. And I want to, uh, I was always more close to men because I had the, the women model that I had maybe was not very empowering model. But then during the last years, I have to found my, the power in my femininity like being feminine in the different way. Like now I'm more with my mom. I had a better relationship. I always had a difficult relationship with my mother. Uh, but now uh, for the last years, my parents now are not together anymore. And since then, I think I have a better relationship with my mother. And I'm, I'm more, I'm, I, and I, I know, I, I, I kind, of, kind of connect with her better than before. For I, I was not I didn't understand I didn't understand her. Now I, I understand her better yeah. as a woman. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like a woman should be submissive. No, 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 no. Thing. No, I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying yes. that she needs to find her 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 femininity and use it properly. That, yeah, but that that's what I find very attractive. Yeah, that's what I confuse. I confuse that with that. You know, I confuse being feminine with being submissive and not, and that's why I didn't want to be feminine. But then I realized that's not femininity. It's different things, you know. That's yeah. was my 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 mistake. That's what I, I got confused with that. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of women out there are confused with that. 
Um, so let's switch gears. I, I'm, I'm not going to try and keep you. We're, we're coming close to the end now. Uh, I know you got a flight to catch very soon. So um, in your first podcast, you talked about how you didn't like sales. Yes. Where did that come from? Where did that stem from? And do you still have those reservations? I was like, for me, sales was like putting myself out there. And I had very difficult, I, I was like, it, it was, it's, it's difficult to explain, but it was for me, sales was like, even though I knew that I had the best products and that I have the best, I, I was good at what I was doing when I was offering my services, it was the, it was the thing that I have to put myself out there and, and maybe I didn't value myself enough. I think it's more about worth, uh, self-worth and, uh, and I, I think that's, that was the issue. My issue was like, I was not, um, I didn't value myself, uh, even though I, 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 I know that my products were good, my services, my, everything that I offered, but it was more about my, myself. And now I, I look at this differently because I think I'm, I value myself more since the last ayahuasca ceremony. Um, because lots of things have changed since then. And I don't have that, like just the fact that I'm looking back and I'm realizing that, that I, I hadn't seen that before, <laughs> maybe. I know that it was like, I didn't want to be seen, but I was think it was, it was more like being shy or something like that. And but now I th I think is more like I I didn't value myself much, and and now is I don't I'm not you know maybe I I you know sometimes maybe I compare myself to other people I think I th that's that's it yeah I compare myself to other people and I, and I was like other oh, people were better than me so why they're going to buy from me when there are other people who are better than me. And now I don't do that. Uh, now I am who I am. I'm not pretending to be better than anyone. I am who I am. And I'm doing my best. And everybody is doing their best. And everybody is uh, free to um, if clients will go to, to someone who resonates with them. Um, so I, I, I think it, yeah, I, I think I changed that. Yeah, now I'm, I don't compare myself to other people. Now I know, like, okay, I'm doing my best, and other people they do their best, and everybody is different. And i yeah, I think I'm, I improved that part. <laughs> well, you have some really great products, and you shouldn't doubt yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um. What's the one thing that you do on a daily basis that ampli amplifies your success? One thing that amplifies my success, I think, is more my mindset that I'm, I'm, I'll, I want to improve myself constantly. I'm looking at ways to improve myself. So, what I do today is different to what I did last week or ten days ago, or what I'm going to do 
um, next month. I'm not, I don't like rules. Like I know some people, they have their morning routine and they did that or the things they do every day and that works for them and it's great. Um, I'm not that kind of person. Uh, I get bored with those type of things. Like I start something and I'm very, very excited when I do something. But then after a week, I feel bored and I need something new. So those things, like one thing that I do every day is not working for me. So I do what it feels like. For example, now I'm chanting um, a mantra that my friend uh, was sharing when in her podcast. Uh, I don't know. I she was. I asked her for to to share a mantra with with the uh, the listeners, and she shared this mantra. And then I don't know that two days later, I so I have to chant this mantra was for me. I have this. I'm very in, intuitive person. I have a strong intuition. So I my intuition was telling me this mantra was for you. You need to chant this mantra. So I started, and I I, I never into mantras really. I know that she's passionate about mantras, and I wanted her to talk about that. Uh, but I never was into mantras because I practice lots of different types of meditation. But the mantras meditation, I get distracted. When I'm chanting the mantra, I'm thinking of lots of other things. <laughs> when I can be like sitting here thinking of nothing for minutes, you know. But when I'm chanting, it's like my mind is, is going very fast. Um, so that's why I never got the mantras thing. But with this mantra, I've been chanting this mantra for this week. And I feel, I feel lots of benefits. And if I don't chant the mantra one day, I my body is asking me, you need to chant the mantra. And I just spend maybe five minutes. And this is what I'm doing this week. But, you know, maybe next week or in 10 days, I'll be doing something different. I'm the same way. I have the whole squirrel uh, syndrome. Like uh, this week I'm doing one thing, and next week I'm doing something totally different. So man mantras don't work for me. Meditation doesn't work for me. Maybe I just don't allow it to work for me. Uh, with, with the increase in people suffering from depression from the lockdown, what's the one thing that you could tell them to keep their hopes up? Depression is, um, is, is, is a topic that is very big now because now with all this lockdown and people are getting more into themselves, like... Um, I would say that I understand their how they feel because I was there before like uh, when I had challenges in my life and to get out I would say get out don't put everything uh, leave everything inside go out uh, go to nature um Nature, going to nature is something that is very easy. You just need to, if you live in the countryside, you just want to go for a walk and do nothing, just observe the countryside, the nature, and, and let it heal you. And your mindset changes. Like I was, when this pandemic started, I was feeling very angry, very frustrated. I have loads of uh, feelings that I didn't want to have. And what helped me was to, to go out in nature and go for walks. And that 
two those two hours one hour walks changed my my mindset and then i came back and it was a different person and this is something easy that you can do you don't need to do anything just go out in nature and then uh, make the decision that you don't want to be like this anymore you know you deserve to have a happy life you are here for a reason you were born because you had to be here now right now this is your mission to be here in this world right now and you have to accomplish your mission and when you're depressed uh, you don't realize how much your life is important and your life is very important and even you don't need to do like amazing things just by being there by being you is, is an amazing thing so sometimes people think that oh i have to be this i have to be that uh you know this with this uh, kind of motivation stuff that is like sometimes we feel bad because we are not achieving anything or something, but you don't need to achieve anything. You don't need to be anything else that you are right now to be, to be amazing. You can make an impact with the people you talk every day, or even if you don't talk to people, like I've been isolated most of, I have been talked to many people apart from people from work or in these calls. Um, but yeah, I feel if you make the decision that you just, it's, it's not worth it to feel like that and, and, and value yourself and love yourself and, and you have everything that you need to, there is nothing you need, there is nothing else that you need to be happy. Happiness is inside yourself. You were born for a reason and you're here right now for a reason. And just being here is, is you're doing what you what you need to do. So there's nothing else you need to do to, to be happy. And, and trust and, and let uh, trust that everything is going to be good and trust that you have everything that you need. Like the universe will provide for you and I know this is tough for people who have lost their jobs and but it's important to focus on the positives and when you focus on the lack what you don't have it's like you're attracting more of that think about what you can do like now there's lots of opportunities opportunities to do things look at the opportunities you you have are there around and what you can do to to how you can serve other people, how, you know, now, now there is with internet and how things work is, there's lots of opportunities out there. We just need to be open to see them and that you need to, to get out of this uh, place where it's dark. You just need to see the light, the light. There is the light there and you can shine. Amazing, amazing message. Um, where do you see Flower of Life podcast and yourself personally in the next five years? Uh, in the next five years, well, hopefully I'll I'll be full time doing podcasting and my business. I love to be um, living in a place where it's more like the we nice weather <laughs> or traveling around. And I like to see my family more often. I like to find someone to share my life with. And, and yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. 
and the Flower of Light podcast. Uh, I like to have uh, online courses. Uh, I want to offer online courses as well as the, the episodes and the podcast and make it like an online business. Awesome. So I ask this for everybody that comes on my show. If you could pick up the phone and you can call yourself when you were 20 years old, what would you tell yourself? Oh, my 20 years old. That was 20 years ago, more than 20 years ago. <laughs> Sometimes I still feel like a 20 years old, but um... <laughs> just have fun. Have fun. My 20 years old was having lots of fun. <laughs> Maybe I need to go back to my 20 years old. Um, what I would say, I would say, just feed yourself and. And I don't know, I don't, I think I was, I, I'm happy with my life when I was 20 years old. I was so happy and I was like having lots of fun. <laughs> uh, I think my life was great when I was 20. So I wouldn't say anything like, uh, yeah, it was, I had a great life when I was 20. That's awesome. That's awesome. So looking back from now till then, would you mm -hmm. change anything? No, I don't like, uh, I don't think, um, no, I think, I think, I don't, I don't like regretting things. I don't regret things or change, want to change things. You know, sometimes when you're in a place where like things, why I should have done this, I should have done that. But when you, when I look at this in perspective, it's like, okay, this happened because it had to happen. And uh, acceptance. I, I I accept my life, you know. And of course, now is if you look back, everybody, you know, if you look back, you could have done things differently because you know things that you didn't know before. But with the information that I had at that time, I did my best, and that's all I can say. You know, like according to my experience and the information I had, I did my best, or what I took the decisions that I thought it was the best decisions at that time. And if I go back, I would have done the same. Of course, it's easier now to say now that I know more that I would I could have done differently. But in that situation, I, I did the best and I wouldn't have done anything in other way. That's great. Um, not a lot of people say that. Not a lot of people say that. A lot of people will go back and change this and that. But I, I'm with you. Um, I wouldn't change anything that I went through either. I think I think your challenges make you uh, the a stronger person as well. Well, it defines the person that you are. Yes. Right now. So, um, where can people find more about you? Well, people find me in my website, floweroflifepodcast.com and healthyfoodtastegood.com. And I'm also in in Facebook and Instagram. Cool. And for everybody out there listening, we are going to be posting all her links in the show notes below, uh, whether you're watching or watching this on YouTube, uh, listening to it on, on uh, Spotify or um, iTunes, all the notes are going to be, all the links are going to be in the notes. So you can uh, contact Carmen uh, at your, at your leisure. Uh, any final thoughts? 
Final thoughts? No, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed that. I, I like your energy and your style of uh, interviewing. I, I think you're great. I'm very, very, um, I feel very um, grateful for being here. Thank you, Jan. It's, uh, it's an and honor. I wish you all the best. Well, we'll be in touch. But uh, yeah. yeah, I wish you all the best with your podcast. You're great. You're Thank doing a great you. job. Thank you. Um, Carmen, I do appreciate you for who you are and your experiences. Um, I thank you so much for coming on the show and um, sharing your sharing your past with us. And maybe somebody out there can hear you that's been, you know, maybe you and I can reach out to that one person to help them. So hard times are just a temporary test that we need to go through what you need to understand is that when you do go when you do get out of whatever you're going through you will become stronger than ever before and you don't need to go through it alone always know that you are not alone stay tuned for more real people with amazing stories just like yours until then to everyone out there listening i wish you a good morning Good afternoon or a good night, wherever you may be in this crazy world.